0: That song. I love
1: how you always sing along, Ashley. <laughs>
0: it is, it's great. It's great. It's good. My name is
1: Christine Kim, and I'm Ashley Park. You are listening to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. Welcome to our last show before the four month summer break.
0: Oh my god! Oh my god! Four <laughs> months of the Arts Report. What will people do? please do listen
1: to our our broadcasted shows. We do have quite a few and Mm -hmm. we'd love to hear your feedback throughout the summer of what you would like what you would love more of what you want less of and just other things in general other thoughts in general. Um, So yes, please do reach out to us even throughout the summer um, despite the fact that we won't be having um, live broadcasts every Wednesday at 5 p.m. You can reach out to us on Facebook. The Arts Report, which it uh, our Facebook group, The Arts mm-hmm. Report, on CITR 101.9 FM. There's also or, our Twitter. Yes, right? our Twitter, at, at CITR underscore The Arts Report. And please do be assured that we will be back in the fall oh, man. Um, mm-hmm. for September 2016. Um, so seeing it as it is our last show, we do have quite a few things lined up for today. Yeah, It is too. exciting and a lot it of giving really back. really good. A yeah. lot of giving back um, to thank all you listeners for listening to us. Um, yeah, and just in case you didn't know um, – as a farewell kind of gift, we've got three ticket giveaways. Wow. Today. Three? Three ticket giveaways. And we're actually going to start off with Coastal Ballet's performance of Swan Lake. Oh my God. Coastal so, Ballet is beautiful. Yes. And Coastal Ballet is going to be celebrating its fifth year anniversary this season with a pre- with uh, a premiere of Swan Lake. Lee Yam Ying, the artistic director of Coastal City Ballet, is... Um, Has said, quote, I wanted to challenge the dancers and the company and provide Vancouver audiences with a magnificent classic such as Swan Lake. And he's right. Swan Lake is a classic ballet performance. Mm -hmm. So they've got two dates that they're going to be doing this. Um, They're going to be doing it on May the 21st um, at the Vancouver Playhouse at 8 p.m., um, but they're also going to have a second performance on June 10th mm-hmm. um, in Surrey. And so we're actually going to be giving away a pair of tickets for May 21st, 8 p.m., the Vancouver Playhouse. And now these tickets are usually anywhere from $25 to $45. So this is your chance to call into the station. Our studio calling number is 604 2487. That is 604-822- 2487. So please do call in if you're listening now to win these free pair of Coastal City Valley tickets to the Swan Lake. It is a great idea for a date night mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so we're going to actually be playing Swan Lake, the Swan Lake Waltz by Ch- Tchaikovsky, the classic um, tune while you call in. So again, this is The Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. Call in. Studio call-in number is 604-822-2487.
0: Hello, caller. You're on the air with CITR's uh, Arts Report.
2: Hey, how's it going?
0: How's it going? How's it going? Are you calling for the wonderful uh, pair of tickets to Swan Lake?
2: I just might be, yeah.
0: All right, great. Well, this is how you can uh, win. First of all, please give us your name and then email us to uh, uh, the Arts Report, which is artsart.com. S at C-I-T-R dot C, which is C-I-T-R dot C-A. Arts report. Sorry, I just got
3: to write that
2: down. Arts That's report right. at C-I-T-R, but C-I-T-R What we do- need
0: is your name and um, you need to also, uh, again, uh, wait, 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 we need your name and you need to email us. That's right. So we need your full name, please.
2: Okay. Tim, Fee. Mm-hmm. Low L-O-H.
0: All right, then that's
2: my fault. That's my full name.
0: (laughs) All right, great. Then what we're gonna do is we're gonna wait for your email, Tim, and get those tickets to you. Thank you so much for listening to Arts Report. Okay,
2: and it's Arts Report at.
0: Oh oh, no, it's Arts. So it's A R T S, and then Mm -hmm. the at sign at c i t r dot c a.
2: Okay, that's easier. So just Arts at c i t r dot c a.
0: That's correct.
2: And I'll just email you and say, yo, I won those tickets. Hey, hey.
0: That's right. You just give us your full name, Tim, and we'll get you those tickets so you can take you and a person to Swan Lake.
3: Fantastic. Thank you so much.
0: No, thank you so much for listening.
3: Right on. Take care.
0: Right on.
1: Yay. Yay. Thank you so much to the caller, Tim, for picking up uh, these tickets. Um... And for anybody else listening, I assure you there are more ticket giveaways to come. So please do be listening. Now, moving on to our uh, first interview, actually, of today's show um we're going to be talking to wendy atkinson she's going to be on the line the phone line um here to talk to you guys about cecile mclaurin salvant's concert at the chan center may 1st cecile is a jazz sensation and she's going to be performing um at the chan center and she's going to be performing works from her 2016 grammy winning award for Best Vocal Jazz Album album called For One to Love. It's a heartfelt collection of songs, um, many that Sylvain writ- wrote herself. And um, the co-managing director of the Chan Center, Joyce Hinton, had said, quote, Just over a year ago, Cecile McLaurin Salvant performed on our stage for the first time to a completely captivated crowd. The stunning concert left a lasting impression, and I knew we had to welcome her back soon, end quote. So this is really going to be... Um, a very memorable um, concert, and we are very very uh, excited to speak with Wendy Atkinson, the programming uh, the programming manager at the Chan Center. So while we get her on the line, um, what I'm going to do is uh, play um, a little bit from Cecile herself and from her album. Uh, this title is called "Look at Me." So uh, my name is Christine.
0: Well, and I'm Ashley.
1: And we and you are listening to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. We are going to be right back with uh, Wendy on the line. This, again, is Look At Me by Cecile McLaurin-Solvent. Look
3: at me Why don't you look at me The way you the girls you see I'm your friend I guess I'll always be but I'm in love with you endlessly oh Of the time I've lost Trying to make you come to me At any cost All I was All that I'll ever be Is just a clown
1: a little taste of uh, Cecile mclaurin um piece, Look at Me. Um, so beautiful,
0: so very like, nice, so very like gentle and mellow, yet at the same time so passionate.
1: And as we kind of said, we're, we were actually getting Wendy Atkinson, the programming manager of the Chan Center, um, on the line, and she is joining us here to talk a bit more about the performance on May 1st. Thank you so much for being on our show, Wendy.
0: You're welcome. Good yeah, to be thank here. Thank you. Welcome to the Arts Report. Thank you.
1: Can you tell me a little bit about uh, this performance on May the 1st and about the original relationship that the Chan Center had built with Cecile um, way back when?
4: <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually, it was a surprise to everybody. So we had her here a year ago, mm-hmm. and it's very rare that we would bring an artist back so soon. Often you want to wait a little bit. They'll release a new album or they'll do some things. Um, but she, we had her on a co-bill with another artist, and Just people were raving about her afterwards, and we realized we wanted to bring her back. She's one of these people. um, We think everybody's going to go, well, I saw her when, and and she's a real up-and-comer and and getting a lot of attention right now, so we just thought, well, we're going to bring her back uh, sooner than we normally would, and so we just brought her back, and now she's doing a a full show just by herself, and the tickets have been going really well. We're really pleased.
1: Right, right. And what about her work do you think is so notable from all the other jazz um, artists and are um, j- other, uh, other uh, jazz pieces out there?
4: Mm-hmm. I think um, one thing that's interesting is she's so young and she has a maturity that people have really commented on and comparisons that they've made, you know, Billie Holiday and Sarah Vaughan um, and so... She just has a like. Um, she she seems like she's been doing this a very very long time, and she's only 26 years old. So that's always kind of fun when you see somebody doing so well at such a such a young age. But she also has um, a real charm and a sense of humor about it. So she's not a diva at all, and she really um, you know finds the fun parts in it, and she approaches things from a different way. She's also she likes to, you know, unearth obscure songs and, and play them as well as some of the standards. So she really likes to stretch um, herself and finding songs that other people might not be doing. And for this new album, she has an album that just came out and won a Grammy Award. Um, it's called For One to Love. And she wanted to really highlight um women and strong, independent women. And that was something she really wanted to focus on in this album. And it's also, unlike her debut, she's written five songs of her own, so her own material on this album as well. So she's just really skyrocketing, really just doing a lot of great stuff right now.
1: Right. And I mean, just listening to one of her pieces off the album, I felt like there definitely is a lot of uh, themes of love and of uh, heartache. Um, mm-hmm. I was wondering, can you sh- shed a little bit more light on the inspiration behind the album?
4: She was talking about, this is a, because she was writing the songs herself, it's a very personal album, mm-hmm. and she was saying that a lot of the songs to her felt like diary entries, and in, in a certain way it was um, like sharing too much because it's so personal. And so that was different from her. When you're singing somebody else's work, you can certainly make it your own, but when it's your words... Um, and as she she says, it's her experience. These are things that actually happened to her. These are not um, things she's made up. So it's very very personal. This album. So it's different from her first.
1: Right. Thank you for that. And for the Chan Center, um, I was wondering, in light of all the other uh, of, of all the other um, performances and. Other aspects of the seasons that you guys had for 2015-16, mm-hmm. how does this fit in with your overall, uh, your your guys's overall uh, vision for the 2015-16 se- season?
4: Well, we're always focusing. I mean, our main thing is world jazz and folk, so of course she fits into that. Um, we always like to balance. Um, you know, up-and-comers like Cecile, uh, more established artists. We really like to have a variety, so a variety in you know the kind of music people are doing, where they come from, um, gender, all of that, all of that stuff, just to to see if we can cover all these different areas. So we're not focused on just one type of music or one type of performer. And so Cecile fits into that as one of the sort of new faces, new voices um, that are coming up. And that's um, that's what she brings, uh, in addition to her fabulous voice, that's what she's bringing to the variety in our series.
1: Mm-hmm. I really do appreciate how uh, new she is and how she's coming to really, not debut, but... Um, her Grammy award is just fresh off the presses, and mm-hmm, um, yeah. so I—it's <laughs> I, also
0: really nice to have a, a kind of. A, there's always a little bit of jazz influence and R and B influence and whatnot, and it kind of tends to blur itself now in popular music. But it's really nice, and as you mentioned, refreshing to have someone who's very into the the genre that is jazz and strictly works within the genre, but also works to kind of like reinvent it, I think, for mm-hmm, the modern absolutely.
4: age. Well, in, in, in an interview that I read, um, she actually talks about how when she was in high school, she really listened to grunge a lot, oh, which really? is not mm-hmm. something you would expect of a jazz singer. And she said then she sort of moved into other kinds of music and explored other things. And it, that just made me kind of laugh. I, I just thought, who would have guessed? Mm-hmm. that um somebody who was really into grunge music and Alice in chains that she specifically mentions would then move into jazz um and be the the jazz performer she is and so interested she's so interested in unearthing um you know old jazz songs and and making them her own mm-hmm.
1: and now since you are the programming uh, manager for the Chan Center, I was wondering if you could shed a little bit of insight on the 2016 17 season for the Chan Center.
4: Oh, I'm not allowed to say anything. No. No. It's top secret. I know. Marketing would kill me. They would absolutely kill me there 's an embargo, mm-hmm. so we can 't say anything right, right now i 'm right. so sorry um it 's going to be announced on Sunday because that's mm-hmm. Cecile 's concert, which is the last one mm-hmm. in the fifteen sixteen series, and so then we will be announcing and making public the sixteen seventeen series but there 's it 's just going to be great. I, mean, I yeah. can't say anything, so it's torture. I, no, you know, that's but it, all right. That's there's right. going to be some great stuff. That
0: means people so. who are interested in knowing about it should check it out after Sunday or even on Sunday. They need to I figure out what Chance Center is going to do.
4: Yeah, I think it'll be on our website Sunday after it's been announced. Mm-hmm. So if you want to check out you know, chancenter.com, um, it'll be up, and we'll be selling subscriptions first if people want to buy to more than one show. Mm-hmm. Um, we have start with three show subscriptions, and then you can go right up to eight shows. And, uh, of course, single tickets will be on sale, I think, June 14th. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. It'll be up on the website on Sunday.
1: Right, and while you can't speak to the upcoming season, I'm sure that you can uh, talk to us a little bit about how the 2015-16 season overall went for the Chan Centre mm-hmm. and whether or not, uh, whether or not this this ending off on a new, fresh voice um, is something that the Chan Centre um, is hopefully planning to embrace <laughs> in the uh, new season.
4: <laughs> oh, absolutely. And and we always try, I mean, we will continue in, in, in the new season to do what we do um, we've done in 2015-16, is to balance different types of performers, so different genres, different ages, different backgrounds. Um, we're bringing back... Um, two three artists that have been really popular before and that's all I will say but there's ones there's some favorites in there that people will probably be happy to see again um mm-hmm. that we've had before and we've had a fabulous season it's really been a thrill because the uh, the concerts have been packed um people have been really happy and um it's fun to end with Cecile and just um you know this like you were saying this fresh voice Um, ending our season. But it's going to be, next year's going to be great. And it's, um, but it will be very much in the same vein as our previous seasons, balancing out a variety within the genres that we present, so world Mm -hmm. jazz and folk.
1: Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, reaching out to students on campus uh, for these Chan Centre performances. And um, in your opinion, how do you think the, um, how do you think that the, uh, What do you think the importance of having UBC students there in the audience being one of those, um, being part of the audience that the Chan Center targets um, is to, you know, the way that you guys structure the programs and -hmm. and kind of the outreach that you guys do throughout um, the the year? Because things like the music noon hours um, have really been something that um, has been a highlight in at least my school semester for
4: sure. Yeah, I mean, we're, because we're on campus, of course, um, you know, having students in the building and and, um, as part of our concert series is fabulous. So we offer student discounted tickets, um, and that's something that we're always trying to make it as accessible as possible. We know students have, you know, a lot of... um, Financial commitments, and so we're trying to make the concerts accessible. And then we have an outreach series that we call Chan Center Connects, and so we try to do things that will appeal to lots of people, but including students. So we did, um, Bradford Marsalis did a talk downtown, um, Anushka as well, uh, Anushka Shankar did a talk downtown as well, and those talks were free, and people, anybody who wanted to, could come and you know ask questions of the artist hear them talk about their music and um, it those kinds of things we try to do as much as possible so even if people are unable to come to the concert they can still connect with the artist Mm -hmm. and we do pre-show chats where people can find out more about um, the performance or or some uh, issue connected to the performance so we're always trying to and look at ways to involve students um, and to appeal to them and make it accessible to.
1: Right. And I'm glad that you touched on all of that because part of what the Arts Report is always trying to do is get more students out to these local arts and culture events. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for being on our show, Wendy, and for talking to us um, more about this amazing performance that's going to be happening on May the 1st. I was wondering if you could just remind our listeners of um, how they can get tickets and the date and the time for this.
4: Oh, of course. So it's this Sunday, May 1st. It's at 7 p.m., and you can get tickets at chancenter.com. There's still some available, but it is selling fast, um, and it would be great to, to see lots of students there.
1: Great. Thank you so much.
4: You're welcome. Bye. Bye now.
1: That was Wendy Atkinson, the programming manager at the Chan Center, and she was talking about the performance um, on May the 1st, like she said, for Cecile yep. McLaurin's fall She has been deemed the finest jazz singer to emerge in the last decade by the New York Times.
0: And you just heard it right now. Her voice is absolutely like silk.
1: Phenomenal. So um, what you are about to hear now.
0: Okay, what are we about to hear now? (laughs) What you are
1: about to hear now is flamenco dance.
0: Yes. Well,
1: I mean, you can't really hear flamenco dance because it's something that you listen to. But it, ha- it does have specific, very specific music. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I bring this up is because actually our second guest, the next person that we are about to interview, her name is Cassandra Flamenco. Her last name is basically the title of the genre of the dance, which is amazing. And she is here to talk to us about Equentros, a percussive dance performance by some of the world's greatest flamenco dancers, Irish dancers, tap dancers, Egyptian belly dancers. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is going to be happening again on May 1st, 730 at the Vancouver Playhouse. So while I get Cassandra Flamenco on the phone, I am going to be playing this short visual clip um, of Equentros um, featuring one of the dancers, dancers, Ricardo Lopez. And even Mm -hmm. though you can't see it, I hope that this Music
0: At least invokes like an image in your mind. And if you are interested in seeing it, you can definitely check it out. All, be, all you have to do is actually search up uh, Encuentros, which is E-N-C-U-E-N-T-R-O-S, and watch it for yourself.
1: So here we go. You are listening to the Arts Report on CITAR 101.9, broadcasting to you live from the University of British Columbia on unceded Musqueam territory. That's I apologize right. for not having said that earlier.
0: <laughs> At least we are acknowledging it. It's always good to acknowledge. And my name is Ashley Park, and that is Christine Kim.
5: From April 25th to May 1st, come on out to the Versus Festival of Words, a showcase of written, spoken, and sung performances and discussions to celebrate the transformative power of words. There's a different event for everyone, from teen angst poetry, panels about community building, and the Canadian Individual Poetry Slam. Check out VersusFestival.ca for all the details, the schedule, and tickets. That
2: ship out there will be smashed to bits your emergency equipment. It won't
3: work. Nothing works. It's got to. It's no use. Everything seems to be stuck.
4: My life's worth a try anyway. Come on, fellas. You can make it. Just listen to
2: this. Spider-Man saves freighter. You can't tell me the captain couldn't have brought his ship in without the help of that publicity-seeking show-off, Spider-Man!
0: Don't get caught wasting power. Unplug cell phone, camera, and other battery chargers when charging is complete. Many electronic devices continue to use power even when you are not operating them. The amount of energy consumed by electronics in a year when they were not in use could power Whistler Blackcomb Resorts for 43 years. This PowerSmart play brought to you by BC Hydro PowerSmart and CITR 101.9 FM.
5: Silence is what you already have right now, but you need to let it in. HN's in pursuit of, of silence extrapolates along CIPR philosophical and spiritual lines to offer a quietly...
1: ...unceded Musqueam territory at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada. We apologize for the technical difficulties and for sharing a couple PSAs without having forewarned you. We had a little bit of difficulty getting Cassandra Flamenco on the line, and um, unfortunately, she is not answering her phone at the moment. So we are going to be moving forward.
0: Yeah, that's okay. But there's a lot more phone related stuff to happen. I wonder why. It's because of another ticket giveaway. That's right.
1: Now, the next one is for the Vancouver Academy of Music Orchestra, which has already enjoyed a season of a whole bunch of amazing um, pieces for the 2015-16 season. And right now, it is going to be taking on a program that takes audiences back to the 1920s in New York with a concert of Gorgeous Gershwin, May 15th. 2 p.m. at the Orpheum. Vancouver's own Leslie Dalla, music director of VAMSO, the Vancouver Academy of Music Orchestra, will channel the inspiration of Leonard Bernstein, who takes on the dual role of a conductor and a solo pianist. So Bernstein, he's taking... I've never seen a composer also be the solo pianist of a performance. Mm -hmm. So this amazing rendition of Rhapsody in Blue is going to be something... To Something to see. Um, the music director, um, sorry, the executive director, Joseph Elworthy, has said, quote, since joining us in 2011, Leslie Dalla has delighted audiences conducting some of classical music's greatest masterworks, from Beethoven's Ninth Symphony to, to Mozart's Requiem. This is a rare first opportunity to see the music director shine alongside our orchestra as an instrumentalist, end quote. So... Mm-hmm. Gorgeous Gershwin is definitely going to be something uh, for the classical, especially the people who are really into classical music, to be watching out for. And um, I'm going to be playing a Bernstein's performance of Gershwin, Rhapsody in Blue, mm-hmm. um, while our listeners call in for these free pair of tickets to see um, gorgeous the performance Gorgeous Gershwin Sunday, May 15th at 2 p.m., usually tickets ticket prices are ten dollars um but we are just giving them away for free um here right on the show so please 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 call in at 604-822-2487 that's 604-822-2487 you are listening to the arts report
0: All right, hello, you're on air, uh, uh, CITR Arts Report. Hi there. Hi there. Are you calling in for these pair of tickets?
5: Yes, I am.
0: Well, great, great. What we require is your uh, full name and that you email us at arts, which is arts at citr.ca, which is citr.ca.
1: Perfect, awesome, I can do that. Thank you so much,
0: guys. All right, great.
1: Thank you so much for calling in. Great. Bye. Awesome. Have a good afternoon. Bye. We are so happy that wow. people are listening to the show and that people are actually, you know, taking advantage of this amazing opportunity. So uh, despite the fact that we didn't really hear too much of Bernstein's performance of Gershwin, The Rhapsody, we are still very happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to do another ticket giveaway. And this is for um, something that we... Talked about actually last week. It is for the Verses Festival uh, of words You know it. Yes. And we um were just so delighted to have um a slam poet, you know, on air sharing her work to mm-hmm. uh to to promote this festival. And we've actually got two pairs of tickets.
0: Two pairs. That means Four in total?
1: Yes. And we're going to be... So what what the Versus Festival Awards is, let me backtrack, is it is Canada's largest alternative literacy festival. And it embraces a wide definition of literature, including spoken word, storytelling, page-based poetry, singer-songwriters, improvisers, and a whole bunch more. Now, there are... Now, this is a festival that goes from April the 21st. So, it really started last week, but mm-hmm. um, it's going to be going all the way um, up to May, May 1st, really. Um, hey, yes, that, all the way to May 1st. Yeah, the thunder. And we've got a pair of tickets for the day tomorrow which is the 28th thursday and Mm -hmm. a pair of tickets for friday the 29th and let me just tell you what's happening on those days so we can get you you guys excited um thursday april the 28th there's going to be talk the talk mental health within spoken words so Mm -hmm. you know that's going to be really really powerful uh we've got the Ian Keteku Masterclass. And this is where if you're interested in, you know, getting some sage wisdom from people who actually um, are in the field of, you know, yeah, spoken work and, yeah. and poetry That's and stuff, right. um, this is a masterclass for you. And we've got Canadian Individual Poetry Slam. So those are three um, oh, and FEMCs, which is yep. Fierce em- Female MCs Firing fem-sees. on All Cylinders to Take You to a Poetic High Ground. So all four events are happening on Thursday. If you are interested in gaining these pair of tickets for Thursday, please do call in now at 604-822-2487. That's 604-822-2487. And this is for Thursday, April the 28th versus Festival of Words. Two free pair two free pair of tickets Um, and yeah now, moving a little bit on for anyone who is interested in the pair of tickets for Friday, mm-hmm. um, April the 29th, what's happening is a storytelling showcase, another masterclass, this this time by Dave Morris, another poetry slam, um, as well as Mashed Poetics, which is a spoken word and music mashup. So all four things are happening on the Friday, April the 29th, and we've got tickets to really both days. So if you are interested, again, in... Um, in, in, in grabbing these pair of tickets the arts report is more than happy um, to send them your way so please do call in at 604-822-2487. and just to encourage that we're gonna be uh, playing a little bit more of Bernstein's performance of Gershwin the Rhapsody um, but do call in please this is six you are listening to arts report on CITR 101.9 FM mm-hmm Welcome back to the Arts Report on CITR one hundred one point nine FM, broadcasting to you live from the University of British Columbia. It's our last show before the
0: summer season, and yet we have all these wonderful goodies to give out to you guys. We really do. Versus Festival, yes, and those are still up
1: for grabs if anyone is. Uh, wanting them uh, for Thursday, April the 28th, and for Friday, April the 29th. Mm -hmm. Um, So please do call in at any point in the show if you're interested in gaining these free pair of tickets. Um, Thank you already to Tim and Kelsey who called in. We look forward to receiving your guys' email. And... Now, we've talked to uh, Wendy Atkinson, uh, the programming manager at the Chan Center, as, and we were going to have uh, Cassandra Flamenco here to talk about Equentros on the show as well. Um, and seeing as it's already 540 and this is our last show, what Ashley and I wanted to do was to kind of do a little bit of a throwback to some of our previous shows and our mm-hmm. previous um, material.
0: <laughs> Wind Back Wednesdays. yes.
1: That's actually a very good alliteration.
0: Thank you. Um,
1: back Wednesdays, yes. And um, again, I mean, Ashley and I assure you that we are going to be back in the fall. And what we're really planning to do this summer is to regroup, refresh, and re-energize um, so that we can come back to you guys with um, really amazing content. Um, and we want to remind you that our social media feeds are still going to be active with fresh blog posts, with um, updated, you know, um, shout-outs for certain arts and culture events, so please do follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at CITR underscore arts report, and our Facebook group is called The Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. And now... um, Moving on to, yeah, like I said, the Wind, wind Back Wednesday. Um, one of the big major things that the Arts Report did uh, this past year was we covered the Push Festival.
0: Oh, my God. Yes, we did.
1: And Ashley knows lots about
0: that. Back um, to back. back, what, to what, back. Was,
1: what was the Push Festival like? Tell tell us for people who don't have no idea or didn't listen to that episode. Well,
0: the Push Festival is a international performing arts festival that was um, – that was actually uh, held here in Vancouver. And one of the joys I've got to do actually for the PUSH Festival is that I got to interview a lot of different artists from all around the world and um, a lot of local artists, Canadian artists from here in British Columbia and also other parts of Canada. And one of the greatest things about, I think, the PUSH Festival and that not a lot of people know about, which is a little disheartening, is that we have all these people from a lot of different cultures a lot of different like takes on a classic form that they energize with kind of like modern sort of um I guess like modern sense I guess let's just say that Anyways, it's, it's really, 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 really great. And one of our
1: arts reporters, Brenda Greno, actually interviewed Charles Demure, um and he, he did
0: Leftovers. That's right. A very so, funny show. Yeah,
1: so um, that's what you guys are going to hear now. And I hope this really encourages people to listen to our previous shows, our podcasts. Um, and especially if you were interested in any of what uh, Ashley said, do check out our podcast for Push Festival because they were great.
6: Yeah, they were really great.
1: You are listening
0: to The Arts Report
6: for the Arts Report on CITR with Charles Demers, and he's here to talk about his new production called Leftovers, which runs from January 26th to 30th as part of the PUSH Festival. Charles, can you tell us a bit about your play?
2: Thank you very much for having me on, Brenda. The show is a uh, one-person show, um, kind of combining elements of uh, stand-up comedy, elements of um, sort of theater and monologue, a very... Very little kind of bit of a, a lecture, maybe almost TED Talk-style uh, lecture. And uh, it's been created by me and um, uh, my friend Marcus Youssef from New World Theatre. So the two of us uh, collaborated on the script, and uh, he's directing and I'm performing. And uh, it's, it's basically kind of the story of what it means, you know, um, I guess in, to be a socialist, in the, you know, worst time in history in the last 200 years uh, to be one. I was born uh, in 1980, right between the elections of Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan, um, just at the kind of end of this uh, post-World War II era, the dismantling of the welfare state and, and of social democracy. Basically, the abandonment of, of socialism as a political program around the world. And uh, the show is kind of, you know, it's hard to believe that it's a comedy about that, but that's kind of what it is. It's a, a comedy about uh, that hopelessness, that despair, and what are some of the possible ways of uh, kind of thinking ourselves out of it.
6: I got your new book, The Horrors for Christmas. and it Oh, seems, cool. Yeah, it seems like the Chapter C on communism really feels like the origin story for your play. Is, is that accurate?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, C for capitalism. Ah, capitalism. Um, but it's both C for capitalism and A for adolescence kind of discuss a lot of the sort of material that, as you see the, the origin story, there have been earlier drafts of the play that contained a bit more of that actual material. And in fact, some of the passages in the horrors were, you know, practically cut and pasted from an early draft of Leftovers. Uh, The material exists in a very different way in the show and and actually quite a bit of it has been cut. That's been one of the things I've really learned over the course of this um, uh, project is not not only how different stand-up and one-person theater can be but also how different prose writing is from writing for the theater where you really have to keep all of the stakes of the story uh, alive in the room.
6: Are there other chapters in the book that people should read before they see the show?
2: Oh, that's an interesting question. No, I guess the other, you know, really relevant essay in the book to the material covered in the play, though we cover it from a very, very different angle in the play, is the essay M for motherlessness, about losing my mother. The story of uh, my mother's life and then her illness and death uh, when when I was 10 is a big part of play, it's a big part of Leftovers, and ends up being a kind of pivotal idea in terms of, I guess, developing my my own personal politics.
6: Is that sort of tied into the idea of your mom wanting you to be the Prime Minister? Yeah,
2: it's tied into the idea of my mom wanting to be the Prime Minister, but also tied into just the, I guess, the social and political uh, realities in which um, her being sick took place basic socialist ideas that we, you know, almost take for granted at this point, or, you know, are basically like wallpaper in our political lives, the idea of universal health care, the idea of the Canada Pension Plan, which is the same system that paid out my mother's disability payments when she was too sick to work. My experiences with my mother and, and her illness and the time that I spent with her actually were, in a lot of ways, rooted in this kind of Social reality that I didn't realize, of course, as a child was kind of in the midst of being taken apart. And that sort of ends up being a kind of hinging idea that placing and family stories within that broader social context and leads me in the play to also looking a bit at what the birth of my own um, daughter two years ago means in terms of my politics, in terms of what I expect of the world, in terms of what I expect of, you know, the world that she can expect to, um, to inherit.
6: So were you writing this play before the election? And how much did that sort of transition affect where you took the piece?
2: Yeah, that, that's a really excellent question, because we did this show, the first production of Leftovers was last spring in Burnaby at the Shad Bowl. And then I did a staging at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival in April. Prime Minister Stephen Harper was a very different kind of political reality. We could assume that our audience was coming in with very different sets of political feelings. Most people were depressed or angry or scared or or, um, hopeless. The election of Justin Trudeau and and just how happy a lot of people are about it really forced us to reexamine the script and, and really in some ways to rebuild it. So Justin Trudeau actually appears in a pretty kind of central way in the play in a way that I never could have anticipated last spring.
6: So there were Um, significant rewrites.
2: Oh, huge, huge rewrites, yeah. This doesn't feel so much like a remounting of the show as basically putting on a new show. We've got way more design elements in the show this time around, much more kind of sophisticated staging and lighting and sound. We did a fairly bare-bones show last spring because we were still really concentrating on on getting the text ready um, but we also changed the text fairly significantly and we and we kinda had to in large part because of the sort of changing political realities in the
0: And that was just a little bit of what to expect at Push Festival. Unfortunately, Christine Kim, one of our hosts for the Arts Report on C A T R Radio 101.9 FM, which is broadcasting from Unceded Musqueam Territory in Vancouver, cannot um, join us for the last send off, which is uh, which is totally fine since I, Ashley Park, are am here to give you guys a bit of a last hurrah before we leave. Um, unfortunately, she had to leave, but we are still going to be here after these. Short few PSAs, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, one of the great con- contributions the Arts Report has made in the 2015-2016 uh, kind of run before the summer. And, of course, we still have those two uh, pairs of tickets, so four tickets to the Versus Festival. One is for tomorrow, the 28th, and another one for Friday, the 29th. So if, if you are interested, please give us a call, 604 2487 to get those pairs of tickets. And now, just a few short PSA. Beppy Crispan presents
5: Difficult Music, Harsh Electronics, Spoken Word, Cut Up Slash Collage, and a General Crispan Weirdness.
0: Sunday 7 to 9 a.m. at CITR 101.9 FM.
5: is what you already have, right now, but you need to let it in. Patrick Shen's film, In Pursuit of Silence, extrapolates along philosophical and spiritual lines to offer a quietly nuanced portrait of our relationship with silence. Meditative cinematography and a minimal piano score complements interviews with scholars, physicians, and inventors as they discuss how silence is an integral and necessary part of being fully human. In Pursuit of Silence screens at DOXA on May 7th and 11th. See doxafestival.ca, Festival.ca for more details.
0: Welcome back to the arts report I am your host Ashley Park and today is kind of our no summertime sadness sort of show. It is our last show before the summer and um, one of the great things I've had about uh, about the season first of all is um, we've had a lot of great people come and join us on the show. We want to thank every arts reporter who came in to the show or provided content for the show both, as a um as a pre-recording even live review or even a review on our website if you are interested in kind of getting to know arts journalism if you are interested in kind of really getting to know your local arts scene which we always want to do here at the arts report come september we are here again we will be here with fresh new show fresh new people fresh, new, everything. And if you are interested, we strongly recommend people to check out CATR and check out what the local radio station can do for you. So one of the saddest things is really, of course, saying goodbye. Some of our arts reporters will not be um, returning next year, which is a little bit regretful. One of our arts reporters, as you might know, is Andy, who is Andy Ta, who is one of our uh, mellowed out, I guess, commentators and Unfortunately, he is graduating this year, so congrats on uh, on graduation, Andy. And as a homage to his time on the show, he requested that we have this song, this beautiful song, as our uh, last song before we kind of end the show. It is Maxine Nightingale's Right Back, Where We Started From, and it will be closing our show for tonight again thank you so much everyone for listening to the arts report on catr 101.9 fm the next show after this will be sharing science again sharing science radio with all these cool science facts to share with you and now maxine nightingales right back where we started from thank you so much for listening to the arts report on 101.9 fm catr radio